Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. It's 4 o'clock. Welcome to Montana's only statewide sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! Now, the 2017 Radio Sports Broadcaster of the Year on the show with back-to-back Montana Broadcaster Association Awards for sports coverage and award-winning sports journalism. Here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanes. Hello, Montana! The Bobcats fall for the first time to an FCS opponent. The Grizzlies have their first tie. Yes, it's a tie. Is that what you do in the bye week? You tie it, right? There's no winners or losers, so it must be a tie. And yes, week six in the NFL. And yes, the American and National League Championship Series. Hello, how are you? It is Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio and SWX Montana Television. Outstanding to be with you here on this Monday afternoon. Hope you are having a fantastic day. Thanks for spending some of it with us on your radios, on your televisions, on your devices, however you are uh, hanging out. We appreciate it very much. We are happy to be with you. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy, online at KurtzPolaris.com. You can also Find us on the World Wide Web, 1029ESPN.com. There you can listen live via the Listen Live tab, and uh, you can do that for free, the stream, thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you'd like to pick up your phone and call us, 329-1899 is the phone number. All guests join us via the Rangage Brothers RV phone line. Coulter, how are you doing over there? Are you okay? 
Why do you always have to tell people that if I'm not doing okay? Because this is our, this is our, you know. They don't care, Gus. They only want to know what I think about the Bobcats getting their butts whipped. You only want to know about what I think about the Sentinel Spartans being the city champions of Missoula. And they only want to hear the sound that I recorded this this weekend. You are uh, completely wrong on all fronts. They do want to hear all of that from you. That is true. And they will. But, uh, you know, Coulter, people do care about I, I, I'm you. Doing, love I'm you. doing they well. I've been very great. frustrated for the last hour because I'm just so bad at technology. And it sounds so funny since I lived my life completely immersed you in technology. You run a website, yes. Yeah. I, I just, I, I just, I can't do it. I don't know. I for everybody out there that listens to our Big Sky Breakdown podcast, mm-hmm. we hear you. We hear the feedback. You can always find it on Skyline Sports. It's always there. It's always right there. But people like the convenience, right? They like to be delivered right they, here. They want to get it where they, they get their on things. Their, I, on That's their, right. On their tune-in, on their Apple. Mm-hmm. We're working it out. We got a new hosting thing, as you notice, for Two Tail Nuanas as well. We're combining our efforts. We're having all the stuff hosted at one spot. Transistor is our new hosting network, so we can have the trail, probably someday the U as well as ESPN Missoula and Skyline Sports all in one spot. It's going to be glorious. I'm just really struggling with getting the, the RSS feed or whatever that means so that it automatically distributes. Anyways, we hear you. I know that you want it delivered to you in a convenient fashion, and I'm working on it. It's, you know, uh, it just make, you know how this goes. You're worse at this than me. I was wrong. You're right. They do not care about that. Yeah, I know. I'm saying they don't. Yeah. You're right. Um, but it makes your brain scramble when you're trying to figure I it am, out. I am worse. I'm, I am far worse at this than you. The upside is... I don't have to do this. <laughs> that's, that's right. You're you're big and not, famous and powerful, so you can hire yes, people to do it yes, for you. I have my minions. Yeah, that's correct. Um, let's take a look at what we got in the show today. Uh, we start off as we do the first hour of every week with the Montana Football Hour presented by Lithia Ford of Missoula. Uh, only one game in the state of Montana at the Big Sky Conference level this weekend, and it was a loss by Montana State to Sacramento State 34-21. Colt and I were both at this game, uh, and we have sound for you from this game that we will get to. Uh, and we will also talk about this because it's it's very pertinent because now Montana's upcoming opponent is Sacramento State in a week that Montana State heads into their bye. So how how's that for symmetry? Pretty good. So we will uh, we will get through all that in the first hour. In the next hour, we are going to get into uh, some NFL stuff. Uh, we will also get into the new top 25 at the FCS level. Uh, and so we got plenty of things uh, to go through. By the way, Greg Bell, uh, who joins us normally on Mondays, we had a little scheduling conflict today, so he's going to join us tomorrow. Uh, he covers the Seattle Seahawks for the Tacoma News Tribune. So we We'll uh, get him in here uh, to talk about uh, the Seahawks and their big win, and they're being five and one. Uh, and it was it was a, a hard fought victory. In fact, it looked very much like Cleveland was going to win that game at a couple different points. Uh, but Seattle, uh, you know, they just believe and they just do it, and they got <laughs> they got a quarterback who's absolutely rolling. I mean, right now, right now, I'm not sure who you put above Russell Wilson in the MVP. I mean, if we're, if we're talking six weeks. I, 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 show me who who would be the person that would be more valuable to their team than what he is and who's playing at a higher level. I don't know. He's he's absolutely uh, out of his mind right now. Also, gosh, I'm just so I am I am really upset about this uh, with the Will Disley injury, man, from yesterday. I, I guess we still don't have a hundred percent confirmation, but it's effectively we know a ruptured Achilles on his other leg. He is it is right patella last year. It's Achilles this year. I mean, you can't have. Aside from like, you know, heaven forbid, an Alex Smith type of compound break, you cannot have two worse 
harder to come back from injuries than your patella tendon in your knee and then your your Achilles tendon. And I, it just, it's so, uh, I, I injuries, I you know, every, no, everybody hates injuries, of course. We understand that it's a part of the game, but, you know, they're not all the same. And for for that guy who's been playing so well and, uh, I mean, in 10 games of an NFL career has, <laughs> I mean, I probably had the best 10-game tight end career of anyone ever, uh, Will Disley. And uh, obviously as a Montana guy too from Bozeman, uh, for him to go down like that is just, uh, it's really, really disappointing. So certainly our best to him, uh, to the family, and and, uh, and and the road to recovery, which is once again long and uh, uh, and arduous. So there you go. It's our show outlook. It's brought to us by MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. Get an estimate now. They're insured. They're fun. They'll take care of your gutters. MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. It is time now for the Montana Football Hour. The Montana Football Hour, again, presented by Lithia Ford of Missoula. And Coulter, you and I were in Bozeman on Saturday. Uh, I was uh, standing on the field for most of this game in the press box for a little bit of it. You do most of your work up there in the press box. We had a couple of different angles on this thing. But uh, no matter what angle you had watching this game, this was a dismantling of Montana State by the Sacramento State Hornets. The Hornets, they won 34-21. That doesn't even begin to get you to what actually took place on the field. Sacramento State scored, hello, count them up after their initial three and out. One, two, three, four, five consecutive touchdowns uh, against a defense that we thought was pretty good and is good, but they had no answer for Sacramento State offensively. And then when Montana State had the ball, they also had no answer for the Sac State defense. I mean, it was every way that you can get beaten, they were beat. And Coulter, I, I, frankly, on this one, I lay this at the feet of the coaching staff and the head coach. I mean, th- they were they were out schemed all day long, coming into it and in adjustments. And look, Kevin Thompson's a great player. George O'Bean is a great player. There's a bunch of really good players on Sacramento State, and that's a really good football team. And boys and girls, the Montana Grizzlies have their hands full this week. Okay, so this takes nothing away from them, but also Montana, Montana State was never in a position. I shouldn't say that they were in a number of positions to be successful, but they were not for most of the time. And then also were often not in a position to be successful in the first place. And we'll hear some of that in the sound uh, today. But they got they got thoroughly outplayed and out coached in this football game to me. The dominoes of a game are so fascinating, and uh, it, it, the dominoes can have everything to do with anything from a decision to a penalty to an injury to a big play to the execution overall, and all of that got out, sort of out of control for Montana Snowball. State. Mm-hmm. Montana State was gashing Sac State on the first possession of the game. They moved the ball up, up the field with ease. Looked like they were going to have a heyday again. I mean, it looked like their offensive line was just going to smash. They were going to be able to run the ball. Tucker Rovick threw two first down strikes to Travis Johnson. You're thinking, man, okay, maybe Rovick is a little bit more settled in now. And then George Obina comes off the edge and smashes Rovick when Montana State's down in the red zone. The ball flutters up in the air. Sac State picks it off. Now the Montana State defense held that that ensuing possession. Sac State yeah. went three and out mm-hmm. and punted. But then after that, it was a clinic by the Sac State offense. And Montana State shot itself in the foot a couple other times too. It wasn't just that pick. Uh, they went for it on a fourth down, deep in their own territory. They're on their their own thirty eight yard line, and they went for it. And they ran a swing gate speed option jet sweep reverse. I don't even know how to describe it. They put Travis Johnson at quarterback, and then they ran 
a speed option to the wide side of the field with Logan Jones coming in a fly sweep motion, but it was behind a swinging gate style offensive line. So you have a fourth and short, and you don't even have all your offensive linemen in there. And I think you were trying to probably try to draw Sac State off sides or get a first down via a penalty. But then they went through running the play. It was a bad play call, both situationally and the actual play that they actually called. I mean, in my opinion, if you have a fourth and one in your own territory, you're going to go for it. Hand the ball to Troy Anderson. Point blank period. Behind his offensive line. Exactly. Point blank period. There is no... Put nine tight ends in the game and hand the ball to Troy Anderson. Yeah. That, uh, that's all. Uh, but they didn't do that. They were stopped. Boom. Sac State has a short field. They capitalize. Now, all of a sudden, it's 7 nothing. They respond. And it was a little bit of a back and forth in the first half, but Sac State was ahead the whole time. And then mm-hmm. in the second half, just complete and utter dominance by the Hornets. And you, know, you can say, okay... Well, you guys are making too much of this. This is only a 13-point win. Well, it could have been a lot worse. Sac State basically disappeared on offense intentionally in the fourth quarter. They were just trying to run this thing out. And also, they Montana State had the ball for most of the fourth quarter as they tried to rally, but they just don't have the big play explosiveness if their run game's not going to get back in this thing. I mean, it, they scored a touchdown with 141 left in the game. It's a 20-point exactly, ball game. Exactly. They score with under two minutes to go, which is, a, you know, Exactly. But window dress. When you look at the stats, I mean, Sac State, Montana State outgained Sac State in total yards. Deceiving stat because Montana State gave Sac State three different fields of 52 yards or shorter mm. on their touchdowns. So they didn't have the yards to gain. You look at the quarterback statistics. Kevin Thompson, 260 yards passing, three touchdowns. Tucker Rovick, 262 yards passing and a touchdown. Incomparable, the days that those two guys had. Kevin Thompson was razor sharp and D- Tucker... Rovig was dull. 23 of 30 compared to 16 of 29. I mean, almost, what, 75% for, for Kevin Thompson and just a shade over 50% for right. for, for Tucker Rovig. But so much of this is just throw the stats out the window. Just yeah. look at the eye test. I mean, the, Montana State's coverage was really good. Munchie Filer being back in the lineup helped Montana State a lot. But Sac State just put Montana State on a string. And I thought from the second quarter through the end of the third quarter, the middle two quarters, you could just tell every single thing that Sac State had identified as a weakness of Montana State's on both sides of the football. They took it away and exploited it, and they made Montana State look average. We've talked all about how Montana State, the thing that they have going more than any other team in the league, and this is what Jeff Chota said multiple time, multiple weeks in a row. He digs his heels in and says, I like my offensive lineman laying on opposing defensive lineman. You guys might want me to throw the ball. I don't care. If, we're gonna, if we can run it, we're going to run it. Well, against Sac State, they couldn't run it. The rushing yards are also deceiving. Logan Jones gets absolutely destroyed in the backfield of a hit that actually ended up taking him out of the game. But he somehow keeps his feet. It was very similar to the Coy Steele touchdown against Northern Arizona Mm -hmm. where he got crushed. The defender's laid on the ground. Logan Jones kind of gets his burst, gets upfield for 40 yards, but then he doesn't return to the game after that carry. You take that out, though, they rush for 100 yards on 37 carries. So they average 2.5 yards per carry outside of that 40-yard run. But also, it was the second half. We saw Montana State rush for 244 yards in the second half against Northern Arizona to rally from a deficit. That was not the case in the second half of this game. They rushed for 16 yards on 15 carries in the second half. So if you're going to put the ball in Tucker Robick's hands and give the, make the Montana State passing game come back and beat you, it ain't happening. And on the other side, Montana State, what have they done so well this year? Stop the run, mm-hmm. which they did in the first half. They gave up 18 yards on 12 carries. Smothered Elijah Dotson. They were in the backfield all day. I think they had half a dozen tackles for loss in the first half alone. But then Kevin Thompson was 14 of 18 for 140 yards in the first half. Very surgical. And in the second half, Sac State adjusts, 
And they say, okay, we showed you our inside run game. We showed you our outside run game. Now we're going to show you our quarterback run game. Gashes Montana State's defense. Kevin Thompson ends up with 75 yards. He had all 75 of those yards on two possessions. So it was just kind of like, okay, we see you. We see what you're doing today. We're going to take what you're giving us, and we're going to kill you. And then when Montana State adjusted to that, Kevin Thompson started staring down the safeties and just toying with them with his eyes. And he had no less than five throws where he would stare at the safety, stare at the inside linebacker, and as soon as the inside linebacker would bite, he would just drop it over the top, drop it into the seam. Beautiful throws. And the times that Montana State took away that seam, he'd lace one to one of his underneath receivers. I thought the offensive play design by Sac State was as good as I have seen in quite some time. Troy Taylor's offense, absolutely as advertised. If you got a chance to watch Troy Taylor on the sidelines in this game, Sacramento State's head coach as well as offensive coordinator, he was just having a ball calling his plays because he knew. He knew they were one step ahead. And Jeff Choate said that in his press conference today. They just got us on our heels, and they just put us on a string, and that's what it was. It was They out-executed and out-schemed Montana State across the board. Jeff Choate on the loss to Sacramento State had this to say in the postgame. Yeah, that was... Uh... It's kind of a tail of the tape. I mean, compliments to Sacramento State. I feel like they beat us on both sides of the line of scrimmage, something that you know, we've clearly hung our hat on around here. And uh, our inability to, to win those short yardage situations was a big factor in the game. And uh, like I said, I mean, I think a very good football team today. They executed at a high level. We did not in really any phase, uh, in my opinion, up to our capability. Tough time getting them off the field on third down. Yeah, no question. I think that was a huge uh, issue in the game. Got them off schedule a couple of times. and. Um, they were a step ahead of us, quite honestly. Every time we played man, they had a little pick route to, to get a guy open. And uh, every time we played zone, uh, they had the right call. And so you got to compliment them. And um, I think there were some things that we left out there, certainly. But uh, we were beat by a better team today. There's no question about that. I don't think that's, the, that's not the issue. Colter, something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. Sacramento State, 9 of 13 on uh, third down. One of one on their only attempt on fourth down. They picked it up. Montana State, 4 of 15 on third down. They were 5 of 8 on fourth down, but it's always bad news, almost always bad news. If you're going for it eight times on fourth down, I mean, it means that you are in positions where you got no choice. And, uh, and you know, when you're only getting less than a third of your third down conversions and 
conversely given up 65% on third down, it, you know, it's not working for you. This is what the coaches that across college football that will tell you is that we need a new definition of what equals productivity when it comes to defense rather than talking about yards and stuff like that. Scoring defense is still of the utmost importance. That's obvious. But I think most coaches would tell you, like right now, the Montana Grizzlies are a great example. They're in the bottom 10 teams in the country in passing defense, but they're second in the league in scoring defense because they put a high priority on, first of all, making offenses one-dimensional by smashing against the run, and that's what you got to do when you got Dante Olsen because he's a one-man run stopper. But also, Montana then leads the league and is one of the top 10 teams in the country in interceptions, in takeaways. I think every coach would tell you, defensively, here's what we want. We want to get our offense at least two more possessions per game than the other team's going to have. So you got to win the turnover margin, plus two, maybe plus three. And you got to win the third downs. If if you just look at that stat alone, that stat is way more indicative of how much Sacramento State dominated this game. Kevin Cassis, he had a very good day. Again, statistically, six receptions for 119 yards and a touchdown. Yep. Um, But it was, you know, it was... Fairly inconsequential, ultimately, in terms of, of obviously the way the game went and in general, and really a game that Montana State was not really in for most of. Uh, nonetheless, he had his uh, two cents about this game and what happened uh, uh, against Sac State. Yeah, it's frustrating. Um, you know, that's a good Sacramento State team. And um, looking at the bright spots, I think we, we were able to move the ball well, but just in that red zone situations and whatnot, not being able to punch it in. Um, yeah, I think that's something that we'll be disappointed in. Uh, but, yeah, we were able to move the ball at times, and um, obviously other times we weren't, but, you know, trying to see the light and, you know, kind of the darkness that was created today. But, you know, a lot of things to improve on, I think. Um, like Coach said, it's a good wake-up call, and uh, it's going to not be fun not being able to play a game this week, uh, coming up next week. So we'll, we'll live with it, and um, we'll bounce back. Listen. Montana State had uh, uh, a couple opportunities. They were they were first and goal on the one yard line. After one of the weirdest calls I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, and and Sac State's got twelve guys on the field, so they called a legal substitution. But that's not a dead ball. It's supposed to be a free play. But because the umpire had his back to the other side, because Montana State was actually subbing late, they missed it and stopped the whole thing. Montana State scored a touchdown on that play. Gets called off. They get a first and goal from the one. So you can't necessarily say, oh, the refs really screwed us. You should be able to convert first and goal from the one. And they didn't. But it was a yeah. it was a weird call because it did it to, it took points off the board. I will say I was standing right at the goal line where all of that took place. And the whistles, while the play had, you know, just begun, the whistles were blowing to blow that thing dead. And a number of players did stop. But neither the wide receiver nor the cornerback stopped. Tucker Rovig didn't stop, and it looked like a live play when you were watching it on television and so forth. <coughs> Excuse me, even though in the moment it had clear, be, clearly been blown dead, whether it should have or not, uh, you know, re- regardless, it was. Uh, but right, your first and goal with the one, you have the centaur, you have this great offensive line. They run the ball once, and, and by the way, Sacramento State up front, they are legit okay they are really really good give credit to the hornets you know they bow up make a stop but then they hand the ball off and it's fumbled and montana state recovers it but you know you're not getting in then they try and do a quarterback sneak with tucker roving they can't get the exchange they fumble that two fumbles and four plays on the goal line then they finally do give it to troy anderson 
And uh, the first real criticism probably that I've ever heard from from Jeff Choate about it, it wasn't, I mean, too harsh criticism, but he's like, we made this play to run it right behind the offensive line and go straight, straight in. And Troy chose to try and bounce it to the outside, and he got caught. And and uh, didn't have the space to, that he needed to, to to get around the corner, and probably didn't need to go around the corner. Anyhow, four downs, got to have a touchdown. At that, that point, they're already down twenty, but this is it, there's still plenty of time in the game. Late third quarter, early fourth, get stopped, and it is it, that was effectively game over. I mean, that fourth that 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 goal line stand by Sacramento State was it. And when I said earlier, you know, Montana State was never really in a position to be successful in that game, that's an example where they were in a position to be successful. And in fact, the, the, the players on the field did not execute the way that they needed to in order to get, you know, get a touchdown that they needed. Would that have changed the outcome of the game? You know, unlikely, but possible, at least at that point. And especially with what this team, li- not likes to do, but has been has shown themselves very capable of doing, of coming back in games and always having a belief. But, but after that, I think that went away quickly. And again, Sacramento State, they're the best team Montana State's played uh, at the FCS level this season. I told you this at lunch today, but I thought that this was the most revealing game of any of the 40 games of Jeff Choates that I've covered in terms of Montana State's weaknesses being absolutely pinpointed and absolutely exploited. You said this on the Big Sky Breakdown last week. There's no weaknesses for Montana State. There's a weakness. There is a glaring Bright as the sun weakness. It's undebatable. Everybody in the league knows it. But the the double-edged sword of this thing and the thing that I've been sort of affirming for Jeff Choate and his charges is that if you can't throw the ball, and everybody knows you can't throw the ball, but you can still run the ball like Montana State has been able to up until this game, the criticism is what it is what it is, but it doesn't matter to you because you are going to play your style of football. You're going to win games. And it fits so well with the mentality that Jeff Choate wants his team to have, which is smack you in the face and keep on coming, keep on fighting, keep on brawling. We're going to brawl until the end of the fourth quarter. You might come out hot like Northern Arizona, but we're not going away. We're going to fight you until the very end of the game. That was the thing that was so crazy, though, is that as Montana State's weaknesses were put on full display but then also exploited better than anybody else has been able to exploit them this year, Montana State then didn't have the fight. I thought that was the weirdest part of the game. Yeah. Homecoming Saturday, beautiful day. You've announced this $18 million facilities renovation, all the optimism in the world. you got the team that's supposed to be the best team you've played all year. Your coach says so all week long. Well, it's a great opportunity for you as the number six team in the country. And then early, you look like exactly that. You're pounding the rock, but you just have to wonder. I thought there were so many different factors. I said on the Big Sky Breakdown last week that, you don't seem to see much resentment amongst the Bobcats for the quarterback situation that they currently have. And I'm not saying that that turned, but they were just flat after they got down 21 to seven and they didn't have that same fight. The defense, I mean, Bryce Sturk said it and we'll hear it in this next segment, but he said that we just were never in the right call. And I don't know if that's just a, a, a revelatory thing that he's saying, or if he, that's just a straight up, calling out the coaching staff. It was a weird comment, but you, it's it was true. Kevin Thompson, Troy Taylor had the answer. Every mm-hmm. single time Sac State had the ball, but on the other side, 
the Cats were averaging one yard per carry in the second half, and they went away from what they did well. And it, 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 you could just see the erosion of what had made them so great because they have not played pretty one time this whole year. They haven't actually played up to their full capability. They, they, they play, this is what's so interesting about this team is if you take their four best quarters that they've played this year, they are four of the best quarters that anybody has played in the country. Yeah. Their third quarter against Southeast Missouri State, lights out. They scored 28 points. Their fourth quarter against Northern Arizona, they scored 35 points without throwing the ball. I mean, it was pure and utter dominance. But you saw when they can't enact what they believe that they can, the way that they fold. And, and I thought Jeff Choate said that today. We'll play some of his stuff later on this week. But he said, when things weren't going the way we expected them to go, we had no answer. And that's not okay. We have to figure that out. And so I think that it is a blessing in disguise that they have a, a bye this week because I really do think that they have a lot of stuff that they got to look at. Well, Tucker Rovig in this game, his best day statistically, uh, other than the you know the Norfolk State game, 16-29 to 29 for uh, one touchdown. And he threw the ball for what 181 yards or whatever it was uh, uh, today, or in, in this in this 262, football game, 262. Excuse me, 262 and a touchdown. If he's throwing the ball 29 times, Montana State's probably losing that football game. Just, I Good mean, point. just, just that's just the reality of it. Okay, if he's either has to or is being asked to throw the ball 30 times in a football game, it's not going the way of Montana State. It's a great point. I mean, Kevin Cassis, he had. He had a 30-plus yard catch, he had a 48-yard catch, and he had a 28-yard catch. Those were all in the very end of the game when they were taking shots to try to get themselves back in it. They finally had that turnover down in the in their red zone where Tyrell Thomas got the pick, and then they threw the deep pass to Cassis right away. But then that was where then they got stopped on the fourth down. That was a huge deflation because they finally got a turnover, they finally hit a shot, and then they can't punch it in. That was kind of the last little wind that they had in their sails. But the, the other, I mean... You're right. The game plan from here on out when teams play Montana State is going to be, hey, let's hold them to 150 yards rushing and let Tucker Rovick throw for 250. Because if it's the other way around, they rush for 250 or 300 and Tucker Rovick throws for 100 and 150, that's Montana State's formula yeah. to win. It's the other way around that's the formula to lose, just like you said. Uh, on the other side, we're going to hear uh, from a couple more players. We'll hear from Kevin Thompson, Sac State quarterback, George Obina, their outstanding defensive end who had two sacks and three TFLs uh, in this game. And we will uh, also hear more from uh, Jeff Choate uh, about uh, about the football game that was this past Saturday, homecoming for Montana State. This is Montana Football Hour. It's pre- presented by Lithia Ford of Missoula. And uh, we'll be back right after this. Hey, one one thing I want to mention to you, though. I've been telling you this, you got to know. The Silver Slipper, they got everything that you need for football season all year long. They got great food, tasty beverages, they have a great time all the time. Whether you're looking for an affordable family meal or a late-night game of poker, the Silver Slipper has what you're looking for. Right now, Silver Slipper, your football headquarters. A free shuttle to every Grizz home game. And at the bar, 56 televisions. Hello, everywhere to watch whatever sport you want. They got drink specials every single day. A full liquor store, Tarantino's Pizzeria, and the friendliest staff in town. Silver Slipper has all you need to watch all of your favorite games. Visit online, thesilverslipperlounge.com for more info. Stop by today and see why the Silver Slipper is one of Montana's best-kept secrets across the street from Walmart on Brooks. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. 
That's right. They got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon. Brian Tutel, Colton Nuanas. Here's some sports news. Suddenly, the Sentinel Spartans are a defensive powerhouse, and the champions of Missoula find a salty defensive effort and an offense that continues to roll. Sentinel hammered Hellgate Friday night 44-6. to The Spartans allowed a combined two first-half touchdowns and wins over Hellgate and Missoula Big Sky this season to earn the outright city crown. Friday, Sentinel allowed just 31 rushing yards and 162 yards of total offense and blanked the the Hellgate offense. Cam Lawrence scored a defensive touchdown for the Hellgate Knights' only score. Sentinel star Jackson Lee, he had 158 yards on 17 carries in the first half alone and finished with three touchdown runs. The the win moves third-ranked Sentinel to 6-1, while Hellgate is 3-3. The Montana Grizzlies had a bye, but they had a chance to watch the two their, two of their upcoming opponents play one another in Bozeman Saturday. Sac State posted a convincing 34-21 victory over number six Montana State to snap a five-game winning streak for the Bobcats. MSU managed just 2.5 yards per carry outside of Logan Jones' 40-yard touchdown run and rushed for just 16 yards on 15 carries in the second half. The Hornets capitalized on every MSU miscue from a failed fourth down try in the first quarter. They gave Sack a 38-yard field goal attempt to uh, a botched punt that resulted in a shank. Kevin Thompson, he threw for 260 yards and three scores. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. Welcome back. The Montana Football Hour rolls on on Two Tell Nuanas, presented by Lithia Ford of Missoula. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83, and Sealy online at kurtzpolaris.com. Uh, Coulter, we got some sound for, for the people from uh, all sides of this thing. And uh, again, for Grizz fans out there listening, uh, Sacramento State is the forthcoming opponent to this next Saturday in Sacramento State. Sac State now 4-0 uh, against teams in the FCS, and they go from unranked at the first team getting votes last week at 26, essentially, up to 15. Yep. And uh, so they, they – leap into uh the top 20 in the nation top 15 and uh and they are really really good they are led by a couple guys defensively is george obina george obina number 99 four tackles three of them for loss two of those were sacks and countless quarterback hurries everything he smashed tucker rovig on the very first possession of the game and tucker rovig was looking out the corner of his eye for number 99 the whole rest of the game here's coulter's post-game conversation uh with the big defensive end from sacramento state you guys got pressure early and often. You had the hit when he threw the pick. Do you feel like you guys rattled him a little bit early, and how are you guys able to get so much pressure? I mean, it was really just down to our preparation. It comes down to where Coach uh, Thompson puts us in, and he puts us in good position to make plays, and that's really what we uh, really what we emphasize. Just make your plays. That's how it is on defense every time. 
Montana State's been one-dimensional on offense, but it hasn't mattered. They've been able to run the ball against everybody. You guys were able to shore up against the run. What was the key to that? How were you guys able to stifle that run game? Uh, just good preparation. It just comes down to it because um, I don't really like I don't really have like an answer for that. It's just we did what we had to on defense. Everybody executed to where the, everybody executed. Everybody did what they had to, and that's what it really came down to. You guys rolling right now a little bit. So what's this feel like? Just to be you know, two ranked teams in a row. You guys have defeated. Honestly, we don't really like. We've been down. Uh, we've been down and like just being. We've been down before. We've been up before. We've been down before. So honestly, it doesn't really matter at this point to us. Like all that stuff is just noise. We're really just focused on us at the moment. Next week, Montana coming to your house. What do you think of the matchup initially against the girls? So we, I go, we going into every game thinking we have an opportunity to win it. That's what I think about that game next week. Same thing I think about every game I play. We're going to come out with a W. Well, they certainly have so far this year. You know what? Uh, you know what? The the talk about everybody doing their one eleventh, one their jobs. You know what that sounds like? The Montana of yesteryear. Mm. And it makes sense that Craig Paulson, the defensive coordinator for the Grizzlies, 2003 to 2009, I said it on this show many times. Those Grizz teams, they were so lights out defensively, not for anything that they were doing that was complicated schematically. It was straight up just because it was a machine. Everybody was really doing their 111th. It sounds like a cliche. It sounds like coach speak. But but if you can actually figure out a way to do it, and I think that's been the thing that's eluded Sac State for so long. They've had such great athletes. They just haven't been able to play as a team. George Obina, his responsibilities are simple. Get off the ball as hard as you can. Get past the dude in front of you and kill the quarterback. Over and over and over again. And he did it. As well as you can do it on Saturday. Again, the stats are even... I mean, two sacks is a great day, no doubt. But he he was all over the place. He was... He, he gets off the ball so fast yeah. that he was past Montana State's offensive tackles on no less than five occasions. He was by him so fast he couldn't even get a sack because the quarterback hadn't dropped back far enough. He was that far behind him. But that flushes the guy, and then all of a sudden you're not going to have an accurate throw. So you're affecting the play just as much even if you don't get the sack. He's an impressive player. Kevin Thompson, also impressive. 260 yards passing, again, 23 of 30, had one interception, but three touchdowns throwing. Also rushed for 74 yards, led his team in rushing, and had two more touchdowns uh, running the ball. So accounting for five total touchdowns, Kevin Thompson. Again, his conversation with Coulter postgame. First of all, what did you think of the start? How are you guys able to get out to an early lead? How important was that to have such a good first half? Uh, we came out, obviously we went uh, three and out on the first drive, so that was tough. Uh, missed a throw right there early, but then after that, I think we just executed really well. Um, offensively, everyone was doing their job. I was getting the ball in, in, in the people's hands, and Dot was working hard, so we were just executing at the level that we wanted to execute at for the next five drives, and I think it was five scores in a row after that. So we were just you know, doing what we were coached to do and, and getting the job done. I think they gave up like two yards of carry in the first half, but then you guys really started gash them, especially with yourself in the run game. What adjustment did you make to run the ball better in the second half? Yeah, we, we saw um, a couple of the key run plays were working really well uh, with our motions and stuff, and it was kind of throwing them off guard, and, and we just kept hitting it, just kept calling it, and it was working every time, so we were like, eh, might as well stick with it. You guys have been two ranked teams in a row now, so how much momentum is involved in this, and how much momentum do you guys hope to carry into a big-time matchup next week? Definitely, winning definitely uh, carries a bit of momentum. We try to try to uh, flush it uh, once tomorrow starts to start preparing for our next opponent, but I would definitely say you, you play with a little chip on your shoulder when you're winning, and it feels really good to win, so, but no matter regardless of what happens, we prepare the same win or lose. It was a really good field uh, team on the field today, and uh, we're going to get back after uh, start preparing tomorrow, uh, tomorrow for Montana. So. There you go. Uh, Kevin Thompson 
talking about the game for Sacramento State against uh, uh, Montana State, and, and they were just better in every way uh, on Saturday uh, and and have been better than basically everybody they've played that wasn't an FBS opponent uh, this season. And so that's why they're a top 15 team in the nation. And again, you know, for teams that aren't Montana, Montana State, Eastern Washington, maybe Weber, it takes time for for people, especially nationally, to give you the respect you deserve because it doesn't come with any recognition. There doesn't come with any expectation. And this was a team that we thought, okay, well, you know, Troy Taylor and, you know, they got Kevin Thompson coming back and we'll, you know, we'll kind of see what they look like. But, I mean, when I watched the Arizona State, I said, oh, oh, oh my goodness. I mean, this is a legitimately really good football team, Sacramento State. And... Uh, and they have just continued to bear that out week after week. And, and each test that they, I mean, again, they have one of the hardest schedules, not the hardest schedule in all the big sky. I mean, they got everybody on the list that they got to play this year. Uh, and so it just, you know, it goes from, it goes from hard to hard going from Montana state to the Grizzlies, but they keep, keep answering the call across the board. It's really fun to watch them play. They basically played three big sky games, even though that was only their second official league game. Cause they played Northern Colorado in a league game. I was just doing some math right there. Their average score in those three games is 44-16. So they're wailing on people. Yeah. And they've beat two straight-ranked opponents. Eastern Washington, I know who's down. But Montana State, who's the number six team in the country, that's the highest-ranked team Sac State's ever beat since they added football in 1954. First time they've won in Bobcat Stadium since 1991. So there's no two ways to splice it. It's a historic win for Sac State. Jeff Choate talking about Kevin Thompson uh, running the football. Played the run pretty well in the first half. In the second half, they got a little bit of the QB run going. Yeah. Did you want the ball in his hands? Or how well, I think, you know, they, they they did a nice job of that. The QB run into the boundary was something that was giving us some problems. And um, there were some formational things that uh, that they did to us and some things in terms of alignment that we needed to clean up. And um, we actually had a couple pressures called into it and didn't execute them a couple times. And so uh, that's that's just something we've got to do better as coaches is making sure that we have answers for that. You know, it's, it's funny because, uh, you know, that's now our resume. So we're going to see those things again. Elijah Dotson. Uh, Bobby Houck said today he thinks is the best running back in the conference. He is. High praise. Yep. He had 16 rushes for 37 yards in this football game. 28 net had a nine-yard loss in there. The Montana State Bobcats defense loaded in, keyed in, and hammered Elijah Dotson and were spectacular. And then the Sacramento State offense and the play caller said, well, we got a pretty good athlete at quarterback. Let's see if they'll contain him. And they couldn't. 11 rushes, 74 yards, 6.7 per carry, two touchdowns. And it doesn't matter who does it as long as you do it. And and Sacramento State found the answer. Montana State was good enough, talented enough, strong enough to shut down a guy who maybe is the most talented running back in the conference, Elijah Dotson. But it didn't matter because the answers were always there for the Hornets. I thought that was a real revelatory statement by Jeff Choate, too. He said... We've been weak, and we know we're weak against the quarterback run game to the boundary. So that's the quarterback run game to the short side of the field. Uh-huh. It t- takes so much confidence as an offensive play caller to know that's a weakness and not exploit it until after halftime and then exploit it to its fullest to put the game away. That That's elite coaching by Troy Taylor. To keep it in your back, but they didn't run Kevin Thompson one time in the first half. Not one time did they have a design run. Actually, maybe, maybe they had one quarterback dive but regardless, they did not run the zone read or the, the quarterback power or the speed option or any of that stuff that they were running, and then they just gashed him. I mean, he had 
the, on that first drive of the second half, I think he had 38 rushing yards in a row. He had multiple 8, 10, 14-yard carries. Bam, 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 gashing them. And then as soon as you start peaking, then all of a sudden they come back with something else. Their mm-hmm. offense is – it one thing leads to the next. It's such a sweet offense to watch. Uh, they also uh, are really tough to get a pass rush on because they throw the ball so quick. That was the question to Jeff Choate. Why were you not able to really establish a pass rush the way that you would want to? Well, they do a great job getting the ball out fast, you know, and, and a lot of their stuff is RPO. And so uh, that was, a, you know, one of the things they ex- executed at a really high level. Uh, every time we went into a dime package, we, you know, those guys just start sneak down thinking they had to defend the run, and he did a nice job of riding the RPO, and he was very accurate when he threw the ball. Um, when we blitzed, it was mostly rundown pressure to try to get them off schedule. And uh, really, they, they don't give up a lot of sacks anyway. I mean, that's something because they do get the ball out so quickly. It's, uh, it's a little bit of an exercise in futility, sometimes bringing a lot of pressure against this group. So there you go. Uh, there's uh, Jeff Chud again, you know, talking about the game in general. And Coulter, we've said this before, but it's not a problem until it's a problem. It doesn't bite you until you're bitten by it. Well, Montana State, look, this is, this is not by any stretch of the imagination all on or the fault of any one player, the least of which was the quarterback. Again, Tucker Rovig, well, not great, was also, you know, had moments and 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 threw some nice balls in there at times and uh did, you know, again had two hundred and sixty yards in passing, which is, you know, far more than than you would have probably guessed coming into this football game. Uh, but this this was kind of all the way around, and it was it was really really surprising to me that a team, I don't know, it felt. Let's say let's say it like this, Montana State is not afraid of anybody. They're they weren't afraid of Sacramento State. No, but they they knew I think and believed how good Sacramento State was. Yeah, and and it didn't seem like they they rose to that occasion. They shrunk from that occasion. Right. And to do it at homecoming, right? when you saw like, with the announcement happening in the in the quarter of the, the uh, 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 of the facilities upgrade and everything like that, it, it was just, the, the, the team on the field did not match the moment. And I'm not sure why. Like, I, I'm really not, I mean, we can analyze this all, all the time, but at the end of the day, I, I, I don't, I'm surprised at that. I really I, am. I think it's because when you look at Sac State just on paper and what they have been, you look at 50 nothing Northern Colorado, 48-27 against East Washington. This slick quarterback who's a FBS drop down, you know, the fastest running back in the league. You think, okay, this team is just going to be glitz and glamour and speed and style. And that's not what Sac State was. They are all that, but they're also outstanding on the defensive line and outstanding on the offensive it's line. Tough. They haven't yeah. let they haven't allowed a sack in four FCS games. They've only given up six sacks this whole year, and four of them were to Arizona State, who, oh, by the way, is like the number 14 team in the country right now in the FBS. Yeah. So uh, I think that that was the startling part. That's the thing. Montana State, they know that you they that they might be at a deficit when it comes to all the, the shiny factors of college football. They're not going to have the quarterback that's going to throw the ball over the field. They're not going to be able to get into a back-and-forth shootout. But they know that when they're going back and forth with you, they're just going to pummel you into submission. And they couldn't do that to Sac State. And I think yeah. that made them completely fade. I think they just didn't know what to do. I mean, when you go and you just hit somebody in the face as hard as you can and they don't flinch and they just keep coming back at you and you're not used to that, it's like Mike Tyson, Buster Douglas, right? right? As right. soon as Buster Douglas starts fighting back, you're like, whoa, What's I'm supposed this? to knock you out in the second round. How are you still standing? Right. That's exactly what it was. And I think it's a great learning experience for the Cats because if they can figure out that as the season progresses and they play better teams, especially the last two games of the year, 
They're not. They're going to have to be able to do more than just get in a bar fight. Take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll hear from Bryce Stirk, uh, the Montana State outstanding defensive end on on the game and about that very thing you're talking about, trying to get pressure and not being able to because of the quick pass and, uh, and, and the great offensive line as well. It's the Montana Football Hours presented by Lithia Ford of Missoula. Right now, get 0% for 72 months on the 2019 Ford F-150. The Ford F-150 makes tough tasks look easy, whether it's working on the job or heading out on a weekend of recreation. Also available is the all-new 2019 Ford Ranger at 1.9% for 60 months. The all-new Ranger, tested under more extreme conditions than you're ever likely to encounter. Set a date for your next adventure. Your Ranger is ready to get you there. Lithia Ford, across from Super Walmart on Brooks, they have a huge inventory of new and used cars and trucks. Visit LithiaFordMissoula.com for more information. Search new and used inventory, financing specials, and Get yourself in Olivia Ford today. Olivia Ford is an official sponsor of the Montana Grizzlies and Tutel Nuanas Montana Football Hour. Colt, there's something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. To tell in Nuanes on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Missoula. Standing there by the window, staring out at the night. We got so many troubles on your nervous mind. But don't worry, baby. CursePolaris.com. Uh, this is the Montana Football Hour. Yes, yes, it is. Presented uh, by Lithia Ford of Missoula. Good to have all of you along. Coulter, let's just hear a couple of quick comments from Bryce Stark to, uh, as, as we get ready to wrap up the, the, the Montana Football Hour. Talk about this team, this game, and then also a look ahead for Montana, what they can have expect in store. Here you go, Bryce Stark, Montana State defensive end, talking about the quick pass from Kevin Thompson. Um, well, the quick pass definitely is, you know, it's hard to get a pass rush there, so you can't really affect the quarterback, and he's most their offense because he'd do quick passes and then he'd do Q run, um, and it all kind of be based off the run too, so off of 33. So I think, you know, there's nothing really specific or different that they did. It's just they do some, or the stuff they do, they do well. Sacramento State also, as we mentioned, 9 of 13 on third down. The question to Bryce Turk, why were they so successful on third down? 
they would, I think, well, from what I saw is they'd throw a seam route or something that where we weren't covered because we'd be in the wrong defense. And I think they were just, like Coach Choate said, um, they're just one step ahead of us schematically. I mean, by the way, Jeff Choate today at his press conference, we'll hear more from him, uh, you know, from that tomorrow and, and throughout the week. He was very candid and honest about about this, uh, about what uh, essentially what Bryce Sturck said. They were in the wrong defense that they got. Choate is not trying to sugarcoat this for a second. After the game, he said, we got out. Coach, we got outplayed. We did not play well. He said, the only positive from this game is I thought Tucker Verovic operated the two-minute drill at the end of the game. They got us in there, and we got a touchdown. Well, other than that, no bright spot. Yeah. And like Kevin Katz said, we're trying to find some light in the darkness. That's what his direct quote was. I mean, th- there's no there's no mistaking it. These guys were very disappointed to lose this game. Let, let me ask you this, though, Coulter, because there's always two or more you know, explanations for these things. We talk about this through the lens of Montana State because here we are in Montana. But also, I mean, Sacramento State is is a really, really good football team. Yes, and we are. talked about this being a barometer for both of these teams, really. Montana State did not play well. And, and so that is, uh, you know, that's on them. But then you say, well, is, are, are, is Sacramento State really, you know, 14 or 20 points better than what Montana State is? Probably not. But also, if Montana State plays really well and and has it loaded up and ready to go, I'm not, I'm not convinced that Sacramento State doesn't win that football game anyway. Well, because so much of this, this league is about matchups, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why transitioning into this Grizz game this week is going to be fascinating. Because Sac State's the best run defense in the conference. They're the only team in the league that was giving up less than 100 yards rushing per game. That's what they do. They sell out against the run. And they try to make you one-dimensional by throwing the ball. They also are the best pass rushing team in the league. They led the league in sacks coming into this thing. Because they get you in long yardage situations. It's the same formula they used two years ago when they led the country in sacks. That's the other thing that people got to remember. Sac State was really good two years ago. Right. Then last year, they were just decimated by injuries. Them being good was also completely off the Big Sky radar because the Big Sky radar runs solely through Montana. And that year, they played Eastern Washington in a, in a non-conference game, and they did not play Montana or Montana State. So their seven wins were just in front of no one because they were never on any sort of television. They're not getting any sort of anything. But they're a good team, and they still have the same formula. Stuff the run, rush the passer. But then on the other side, their RPO stuff... Montana State, their one weakness right now is in the secondary. And if you got a quarterback that gets the ball out quick, like Kevin Thompson did, just like you heard Bryce Turk say there, when Montana State's pass rush isn't working, then all of a sudden their defense isn't nearly as dangerous as it is when they have a chance to get after the quarterback. And so this is a bad matchup. It's going to be so interesting to see this matchup this week because I really have no impression of what Sac State's secondary is like. Right. Because Montana State did not really test it. Right. Going to get tested Saturday with Dalton no State, Sammy, and Kevin Samari And on the other side, Montana's defense is so much different than Montana State's. Will Kevin Thompson be able to just pick his spot and just throw wherever he wants? I'm not sure. It's going to be fascinating to see. To me, it seems like the one of the worst matchups in the league for the Cats is Sac State. It's a better matchup for the Grizz just because of the Grizz. They're so much less one-dimensional on offense. Yeah, they are, in fact, two-dimensional. All dimensions. <laughs> Both of the dimensions, they've got them. Uh, no, yeah, no doubt. Uh, well, it's a, it's probably a good time for the bye for Montana State. Again, something that we have not covered 
in this, but the, the injury, especially with the running back situation uh, at Montana State, is real, and it hasn't really shown up because we've had you know all these different guys. Logan Jones, you know, just shows up and just goes for a hundred yards, you know, and now all of a sudden he gets hurt, and 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 on down the list it goes. But Isaiah Fonse had one run in this football game. He showed up for one play, carried it once, didn't gain any yards, never came back into the football game. Troy Anderson, he actually had ten rushes for only forty-four yards in this game. Uh, but he's you know still not 100%. There's a lot of guys that, that they can get well, get healthy, and uh, and then head into the back half of this season uh, with with all systems go returning again for this one. Munchie Filer, a huge help to them in that back end. Stutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. This has been the Montana Football Hour presented by Lithia Ford of Missoula. We'll take a break. On the other side, the NFL. Crazy week in week six. Bunch of stuff going on. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 